Hi guys, this is Mary. I'm out for a walk on a beautiful Saturday morning in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> I've been listening to um, the, one of the leaders for intercessory prayer for our great nation. Dutch Sheets is his name. If you're looking for a podcast that brings you teaching and truth and insight into how to pray for our nation, pull him up, listen to him. He's got some great words of encouragement. He is a man of great wisdom who walks closely with the Lord, and though I've never met him, he's uh, one of my mentors. <laughs> we all need a mentor, somebody that's ahead of us to pull us pull us along behind. I just listened to a podcast from Dutch. He was talking about Pentecost Sunday, which um, is tomorrow, and uh, just the importance of our prayers for our nation and how on Pentecost Sunday this year, how during the season of Pentecost, the Lord uh, is pouring out His fire and His breath and His wind of authority in new ways that we probably have never experienced in our lives. I encourage you to pull up um, Dutch's podcast and listen to that. I wanted to share with you today um, something that the Lord has been speaking into my heart. Um, uh, not because I want to share it, but because I feel if I don't, then I am in disobedience to sharing a revelation that God has given me. <laughs> you know, I've been over the last few years trying to find my voice. The enemy tried to take me down and silence me. And as God gives me back my voice and the authority that I have in Him, He is opening me up to a new revelation and new insight from Him. And my responsibility is to share that. So, Stick with me. On April 9th of this year, I was awakened around 2 a.m. and couldn't fall back to sleep. So I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I can't sleep, I'll find something to do, read, whatever. So I went to my family room and sat on the couch and uh, in the dark with my eyes closed, just um, talking to the Lord. He wakes me up a lot to pray for people. Some I know, some I don't know. Sometimes it's for the nation. Sometimes it's for things I have no idea. I just know that he's placing something on my heart to pray. So I sat there for a little while praying and then lay down to try to fall back to sleep. And as I laid down, I heard three words um, and they were audible words. And he said, he's moving west. And then I heard three more words. He's bringing horses. I don't know about you, but those six words caused a bit of confusion. In the past years, when the Lord would speak to me, I knew that it was personal and that He was telling me something about my life and directing me forward. But in these six words, He's moving west and He's bringing horses. I knew that He was speaking of something bigger than my little sphere of influence. I knew that He was speaking about the nation but I didn't know what he meant. So I, I sat on it. Okay, if this is personal, who is East that would be moving West and what is the significance of the horses? And none of that resonated with me. So I shared uh, the six words with a friend a couple weeks later and she said, Mary, have you looked at uh, the book of Revelation to see what the horses were um, in uh uh, I think it's Revelation 6. I'm not exactly sure. And I said, no. 
And then two days later, I was sharing the six words with another friend, and she asked the same question, Mary, have you looked in the book of Revelation to see what the significance of the horses were in the first few chapters? So I knew the Lord was sending me to the book of Revelation to see what the significance of the horses were in the book of Revelation. So I repeated myself. Um, so I turned to Scripture, and in Revelation, it talks about the four horsemen. Well, when the Lord showed me the... Uh, when he gave me those six words, he gave me a vision of a horse trailer. So when I Googled the horse trailer, it's the size that carries four horses. So I knew the Lord was telling me that these four horses were uh, war horses. They were being taken into a battle. So as I said with the Lord, uh, with that information, uh, he, he's moving west. The he is the Lord Jesus. He's the commander of the army. West means that it starts in the east and moves westward. Uh, and he, the commander of the Lord's army, um, is bringing horses. So he's coming uh, in a warlike state. So as I'm sitting with the Lord asking him about this, he began to show me a vision. Um, and in this vision, he's got four horses and they are situated along the east coast. Uh, each horse has a rider. Uh, the rider holds the reins of the horse with his left hand, and his right hand is extended upward. In his right hand, he is holding a piece of cloth. It's a very thin cloth. It's the color of flesh, and it stretches across our nation. In the prophetic world, the left side of the body refers to our physical strength, the things we are born with, our strength, our skills, our gifts, our talents. In the prophetic, the right hand signifies the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. It's our spiritual authority. It's um, something that's only given to us as believers in Christ, and that authority is only given to us as we walk in, um, in obedience to to follow in Christ. So in the vision, so it, also let me go back, the veil being flesh colored represents uh, the desires of man, the fleshly desires of man, which are corruption and greed uh, and power, uh, influence, you get all that. So these horsemen are holding the corners of the veil that start on the east coast and as the Lord Jesus directs, they begin riding their horse westward and as they do the veil is pulled back on the corruption um, it's not just political corruption that this veil is being pulled back from even though we're seeing a lot of that right now uh, we're also seeing um, the corruption that racism has caused in our country the veil is being pulled back on that we will see the veil pulled back more and more on the leaders in our churches who are um, <clears throat> not living according to god's plan and the scripture who are not shepherding their people. We will see uh, the veil pulled back on marriages where partners are uh, unfaithful. We will see the veil pulled back on um, uh, every bit of evil in our country, um, on, on the abortion industry, uh, on sex trafficking, on pedophiles. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess as, as Christians, as believers in the Lord. We, I want to encourage us that though, it, though the Lord is shaking the earth and it looks like we are going into the pit of hell 
It is not, that is not the case. When God does a shaking, it's always to reestablish. I'll, I like to use the um, uh, illustration of a snow globe when you, you know, it's like when you turn it upside down, everything falls out of place. And when you set it back upright, all of the, all of the snowflakes fall into a place and it's beautiful. The Lord has shaken our nation. The Lord has shaken our world. And though it looks like everything has fallen apart, it's really Him putting our world back together in the way that He designed it from our beginning of time. So as the church, this is a word to the church. And this is saying to us, the church, those who walk in obedience to Christ, those of us who spend time with Him, who have a relationship with Him, who know His ways and His purposes and who lean into Him. God is saying to us, this is a time for us to arise and to be an encouragement to those around us who are in chaos and who are in panic, who fear for their lives, who riot, who <clears throat> come against everything that we know to be true. God is saying to us, walk in peace, walk in love. Do not fall prey to the schemes of the enemy. Do not walk in fear, but remember, God is in control. He is in our spirit. He is in our heart. He is in our world, and He is working to set things right, and He has called the Christians, the church, to rise and to be the voice of love, the voice of peace, the voice of freedom in this time. I did a um, Zoom conference yesterday with the group of women and they asked uh, do you feel like this unveiling that God is doing is going to be just on the higher level like in politics no no I see that God is bringing all corruption all darkness into light and I encourage you as the church if there's anything in your life if there's anything in your workings that has not been exposed uh, if there's anything hidden in you that is darkness, that has not been exposed, ask God to show you what it is. Ask Him to give you the courage and the boldness to lay it out before Him and to ask Him to purify and to cleanse you. Pray Psalm 51, verses 10 and 11. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Allow the Holy Spirit to expose it to you so that it will not be exposed to the world. That's a word of of caution to you. The light that God is bringing into our world, into our nation, is so bright. You don't want it exposing your hidden sins. You want to put those out there for God to bring purity. Uh, and um, I'm working right now on a series called uh, Stra Strategies for Invisible Warfare. Uh, and um, the Lord laid on my heart to take one strategy from each book of the Bible. So there will be 66 strategies if I ever finish it. And <laughs> oh, it's something. Uh, but one of the, one of the things, a few of the things that God has, has shown us in scripture of how to, um, defeat or how to battle in the spiritual realm is number one, we need to know that He is always ahead of us. He is very strategic. The Lord knows the enemy's plans long before the enemy has even devised his plans. And the Lord will direct us into this battle to win back our nation step by step, day by day. We just need to lean into him and believe that he is there. Uh, he's, his word says that love is the greatest, the greatest weapon 
of all time. The enemy doesn't understand love. The enemy understands hatred. The enemy tries to pull down anybody who walks in love and fill them with fear and doubt and insecurity and silence them. So use love. Use love. Use love. If you don't have love, ask God to fill you with his love. It's so important that we use love in these times. People are going to be chaotic. They're going to be confused. That's the devil's work. Satan, he's a good one. Um, we're not to fall prey to that. I know I'm repeating myself on a few of these points, but they must be important. <laughs> they are important. Hey, um, I want to encourage you. God is in the process of shaking our nation to return us to uh, the purpose that we were founded in the first place and that is to be one nation under God indivisible that is our purpose our purpose is to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth that is our purpose the enemy uses everything in his uh, evil schemes to bring us down to divide us to separate us to fill us with hatred for one another Let's be the church. Let's awaken. Let's arise. Let's be the people God has called us to be. Uh, one of the things I've seen, and I'm guilty of myself, is we have sat in complacency, allowing other people to make decisions for our country, trusting that what they were doing was going to be right. We have been asleep. And the Lord is telling us to wake up, to wake up from our complacency, from our comfortable and uh, prosperous lifestyles, and to step back into battle to be the church he's created us to be. That is my vision from April 9th. I have shared it out of obedience to the Lord. I pray you are blessed. I pray that you are encouraged uh, by it. Um, you know, just remember when things look like they're falling apart, most of the time it is God upsetting things so that he can put it back together in the way that brings him glory. And it's for our best. Be encouraged. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for this uh, opportunity to share a word that you have given me for our nation. I thank you that you love America. God, that you created us to be a nation of freedom, that you have given us such a, a beautiful population of people from different different race, races and nations and creeds and backgrounds. God, thank you for just that, that amazing mix that you have given us here. Lord, I pray that you would bring peace through our land, that you would let us love one another as you love us, Lord, that our motive would never be self-seeking, but it would always be to love, to be charitable, to bring glory to your name, Father. I pray for us, the church, that you would help us to keep our eyes open, Lord, to keep our hearts flowing with prayers for those that we agree with and those that we don't Lord that we wouldn't pass judgment but that we would we would live in unity God that you would give us the courage to speak the truth and the patience to uh, love those who don't share our same opinion God just let us represent you in such a way that people look at us and they know there was something different about the way we walk and live and talk and think Lord we love you so much I thank you that even when there's unrest and we are in the middle of such unrest Lord I thank you that you are right here with us, God. I pray for those in our nation whose families have been hurt recently uh, with, with racism, God. I pray, I pray, Lord, that you would heal our nation that once and for all that terrible spirit of racism and division would be pushed off of us. We love you, Lord.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, that's a lot of words. <laughs> uh, you guys, um, be encouraged. Keep up the good work. We're in a battle. Spiritual warfare. Battle the invisible enemy. But we know who wins. God has already told us that He has overcome the enemy. And so have we. So let's stay steady, okay? Love you guys.